We have ignition sequence start. Short distance, high impact. Five, four, three, two, all engines running. Ten questions with Adam Zwar. Big names, great minds. Make yourself a cup of tea. Liftoff. We have liftoff. Welcome to the first ever live recording of 10 Questions from Los Angeles, California, in what will hopefully be an ongoing series of events between 10 Questions and Australians in Film. And I want to thank Peter Ritchie, the Executive Director of Australians in Film, for making this happen. Our guest for the live recording was Patrick Bramall. I've been trying to get Paddy to do this podcast for over a year now, and he's always found a way to wriggle out of it. So this time we put him in a room with a bunch of people and we locked the doors. For those who don't know, Paddy's an award-winning actor. He started out in the drama series The Alice before moving on to play Kim Beasley in the telly movie Hawk. And then there were lead roles in The Strange Calls, A Moody Christmas, Upper Middle Bogan, Power Games, The Packer Murdoch Story, where he very convincingly played Rupert Murdoch, Offspring, Glitch and No Activity, which he co-created with Trent O'Donnell. And together they've been working on the US format of No Activity, which shoots within a month. So as usual, I started by asking Paddy when he was most happy. Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> such a tough question. I have been dodging this thing oh, for about a year. Like, just really, really... I've thought about these questions a lot, and there's never a satisfactory answer for any of them. Um, I think... I mean, just the premise of, of happy. Is it when were you last happy? When were you most happy? When were you most, most happy? I just feel like happiness is such an ephemeral thing. And as a kid, I thought it was a... It, you know, you, you want to be happy in life. You happy, and the, but the more I live... Uh, about halfway. I'm about, about halfway. Um, <laughs> I feel like it, it's... It doesn't feel like what I used to think it was, like happiness. I feel like it's a thing that just happens and then it's it's more like contentment. It's more like just an absence of anxiety or an absence of something. It's just a kind of a calm. Mm. So I've had lots of moments like that in my life. Childhood moments, obviously, mo- lots more of them because you're not conscious of how crushing the world is yet. Um, um, but, but there's moments that I remember like... Uh, the, you know, the, the, year, the year when I finished uh, high school, that summer I remember as being kind of a magical time where I was just, it was just kind of a, just sitting in, kind of anything was possible. It was just sitting in potential. Actually, I think happiness for me is, potent, is the feeling of potential. Yeah, yeah, um, I get that. Yeah, and so I felt that at that time and stuff like getting my first acting job or uh, I remember the first time I, I flew interstate for, it was a Bell Shakespeare job, and it was the first time I'd been flown from one city to another city to be an actor, and I couldn't believe that. Like yeah. it blew my mind. I was incredibly happy uh, with that. What makes a what makes a happy set? Just like any workplace, like just no dickheads, really. <laughs> like honestly, it's just you just want to you just want to. Be 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 engaged in the work you're doing. Believe in the work you're doing, and just and just have like-minded people around you. Really, mm-hmm. it's like any workplace, I think. And did you find? I remember. I remember when I first went on a, on a film set, and I, I felt, okay, I belong here. This is you know, this is a form of happiness. I, mm-hmm. I think, as opposed to being in jobs where you're, where you're not happy. Did you feel that when you first became an actor? Did you think, yes, I'm in the right place. This is what I should be doing doing with my life. Yeah. Yeah, I felt I felt a bit like I couldn't believe it. I didn't feel like it was a click. Like finally, I'm with my people. I felt like 
a bit of a, I was getting away with something, <laughs> you know. I always felt like, I always knew I wanted to be an actor, but I didn't, I didn't really, I was, I had to pinch myself for a good few years there. But it's funny, like, I've talked about this a lot, like the, um, you know, you hear about actors becoming quite bratty or quite prima donna-ish and that sort of stuff, and you think that'll never be me. But I remember just as a microcosm, the first job, like the first regular, you said the Alice was one of the jobs. It was yeah. my first job on TV, and I thought, I was just talking about it with Trent on the way here, um, going, when that happened, I thought, this is it. This changes everything. <laughs> and in a way, it does, in a way, but in a way, it doesn't. But I remember that my first time on set, and I had my own little room in a trailer. Yeah, right. Little half thing, and I was like, oh my God. And the first day, uh, you know, there, the second AD was like, uh, Mr. Bramwell, can I get you a coffee? And I said, no, that, no, I can, I can get a coffee. It's fine. He was like, no, 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 no. Allow me. I get, I get you a coffee. How do you like it? I went, no, don't be silly. I'll get a coffee. We had this back and forth. He went, no, 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 honestly, you go to your trailer. I'll get you a coffee. How do you have it? I went, well, that's lovely. A white with two. Thank you. Cut it two weeks later. I went, Andrew, where's my coffee, mate? <laughs> honestly, I don't. Where's my coffee? So it took you two weeks to feel you belonged. Yes. Yeah, two weeks. Right. Two weeks. But to, to answer your question, um, um, I, was, I was just thinking about what was on most. When was I because it's because to me life is just a series of chapters that are only related because I'm in them all because I'm the hero in all the chapters um, that I, there's not one kind of most honestly because uh, because I, I have a very bad memory on it as well like like it's quite seriously bad memory so I I forget a lot of things and I forget a lot of my you know memories and stuff are hard to really dig up and with clarity that some people really have clarity I don't have that. Um, and so I was thinking just, I was consciously happy. A couple of weeks ago, I was at Funny or Die. I was, I was you know, uh, ostensibly co-show running this thing. We're in pre-production for no activity. And, and I just thought, well, this is, it's not going to get better than this. Like this is, I'm here, I'm coming to work. Someone's paying me. Well, actually, I haven't been paid yet. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but this is kind of amazing. You know, it's, 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 this is happy. This is happy right now. And then, it'll, you know, hopefully I'll get another one of those soon. Well, yeah, I mean, there's something about the first, the first show. Yeah. Case. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, the second question is, the second question is, who would you like to apologise to and why? Hmm. There's a lot of people. Uh, there's a lot of people I could apologise to. Um, and I've made, and, and to be honest, I've apologised to most of the people who needed an apology. Um but there is one that sticks out and that's uh it's not a big one it's just a thing that that i did that i never mended you know when you when i talk about apologies like i think there's lots of people i apologize to but apologies ultimately are about forgiveness and i think i apologize for lots of reasons but one of those reasons is to receive forgiveness from that person um and sometimes that has happened and sometimes it hasn't but this i remember one guy uh, who's 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 uh, a guy named Karen, and I went to primary school with him. We we're very close friends as little kids, and and um, we grew up together. And we lost touch because we went to we we're in different classes and things. We lost touch. Then we 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 reconnected again in high school, and we lost touch again for years. And then thanks Facebook, we got in touch again, and um, and it was fine. It was good. You know, we caught up, but it's like you don't recapture that stuff you had when you're a teenager. I mean. Being a teenager was a crazy, crazy time of hormones and mm. weird shit, and so you don't recapture that. It was he was like a 
workaday guy, he, you know, with a wife and kids and stuff. And we caught up once a week. And just over time, it just became a bit of a, it, it just wasn't, I mean, I, I, my head was up my ass, to be honest. Like I, I was doing theater and living that life and he wasn't a part of that world. And and I remember one night I was doing a show and he was like, he was at MTC. He was like, I'll come see your show. Um, I was like, great, great. He was like, I mean, and we'll go out afterwards. I was like, yeah, cool, cool. Like I was just getting a bit, eh. Um, and I remember that night uh, we'd finished the show. I came out and um, he was there and his wife was there too. They'd both seen the show and it was like the understanding was we were going to go and do something. And I had these other friends had arrived. I didn't know they were in that night. And I was like, oh, my exciting friends, you know. Um, and, and I just thought, well, I'm going to. I want to go out with him. Um, and, and and he was like, so uh, we're going out? I was like, yeah, hey, um, I'm going to go out with these guys. But hey, thanks so much for coming. Like, it was awesome. He did, like, totally, totally, disgustingly brushed him off. Like, it was appalling. It was, like, disgusting. And I could see it in his face. And his wife was there, and she could see what was happening as well. No one spoke about it. But I was like, anyway, thanks for coming. And he was like... Yeah, and I could just see kind of the confusion and then the adjustment and him going, oh, okay. Um, all right, well, maybe we'll catch up during the week. And I was like, yeah, or, or not, you know. And it was like, what a cunt. <laughs> but I did it. I did it. I, like, yeah. I, I ostensibly broke up with him publicly. Yeah. Bro- bro- broke up with a friend. We've never spoken since. So I would apologize to him. Yeah, that's a good story, mate. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> it's one of the better ones, I've got to say. It's, mm. a, good, it's a good one. It is um, a competition. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I understand that. I understand that, you know, because we're in show business and sometimes you just want to hang out with show business people. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yep. There's no excuse for it. I appreciate, <laughs> you, I appreciate you pitching in, but there's no excuse. And that's why an apology is in order. Question three, what is your greatest regret? Um, so many, so many regrets, so many regrets. Um, I mean, the one that kind of leaps to mind is, is, you know, I regret that I didn't make my marriage work that, you know, it didn't happen. I regret that, but you know, there were reasons for it and that sort of stuff, but hurting somebody like that doesn't sort of go away, that sort of feeling. Um, but, but, uh, in terms of in terms of regrets, I can't honestly, I do have a lot of regrets, but can I honestly stand here and say, sit here and say they're genuine regrets? Because regret is something you would change if you could, you know, and if I, if I, if I could change those things, I wouldn't be here and I'm, I, I'm okay. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, and that's life. Like that's life is, you just can't be, it can't all be the, it can't all be the, the good paths and, and the ticks. It's it's got it's got to be some of the shit as well. Mm. Um, those are the things that you truly, I truly, learn from. Don't do that again, you know, or, or or whatever. And there's been lots of those, but without them, who would I be? I'd be a different person. So I can't I can't truly say I have regrets that if you know the magical time machine showed up, I'd go back and change because it'd just be a different a different result. Mate, I, I, re- I regret doing the Channel 10 series, The Wedge. Um. <laughs> I can appreciate that. So we're getting shows. Um, any, any rules? Oh, shit. There was... Um, 
there was there was a pilot that we did. <laughs> oh shit! I did it with Toby Truslove, who's here right now. <laughs> uh, I know this pilot. <laughs> called I can't believe it's not better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was the name of the pilot. Oh, fuck it. I don't regret it. It was fun. It wasn't particularly good, but it was... Can I just say something about that? Because someone sent me uh, that monologue you did in that as a as an audition piece. A monologue? You did. You played that advertising guy in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Or network executive is snorting coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I did not, I did not understand it on the page. <laughs> and then when I saw you do it on screen, I, that was the first time I actually understood it. You're very kind. No, seriously, I just didn't know. I, I was going, oh, exactly, made sense of this. <laughs> I remember getting that part and going, oh, this is like Alec Baldwin in 30 Rock. This is like Jack Donaghy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Okay. And I, and I, yeah. and I you, you know. made sense of it. Well, thank you. No worries. No regrets then. No regrets. No, no, no. <laughs> You're Toby. Um, Toby was great. <laughs> question four. What would you still need to do to feel you've lived a satisfactory life? Um... I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't have any kids. Um, kids. But but <laughs> I know enough I know enough uh, people with kids to know that it doesn't, you know, it adds a different dimension to things, but it doesn't make sense of your life. I remember my brother telling me that in very direct terms. He's got three kids. Uh, and I went, what do you say? I, what do you say? He was like, it doesn't, make, it doesn't give you meaning. It doesn't, right. doesn't fix things. I was like, oh, righto. Yeah, that is good to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but uh, I don't think there is any satisfaction. Again, it comes back to like happiness. Happiness is like moments of contentment or mm. moments of um, calm or or a bigger perspective and a feeling of belonging. You know. But I don't. I don't. I, I don't. No. I don't know. Sorry. Career wise. Is no, anything, no, no. Okay. I mean, I mean, just do, just keep doing things that because the, the goals, you know, my goals keep changing. Yeah, yeah. So I guess as long as I keep making new challenges and and and, and rising to the challenges, that's all I can keep doing, really. Mm, no, it makes sense. Yeah, um, but I have to make myself do that because I'm because I'm a, an ostensibly quite lazy person. <laughs> Like, like I hate, I, I fear change. I think, I think that's fairly common, but I really like, it's, you're not, it's, you're not lazy, too bi- mate. I oh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty lazy. lazy. Well, a lot of energy. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you. Lovely. <laughs> but I don't feel that way. Like, I think, I think it's got to uh, just keep getting out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Really. Oh, well, question five. Who is the person who most influenced you? And how? Um, probably my brother, I think. Uh, the he's older, right? He's old. He's seven years older than me. Yeah, Daniel, Danny. Um, uh, only because you know, because of proximity and timing. Really, he was he was there. He was kind of. I mean, my dad is my kind of blueprint guy, I guess. But Danny was more involved in my life. He was more interested. You know, he was he was kind of just more there in the house every day, or his dad would go off to work and that sort of stuff. Um, and we have a. I think we're very similar. We're very different in many ways as well, but we have very similar kind of takes on things. Mm. Um, and because I'm the youngest, there's there's we have a sister as well in between us. So I've had the, I've had the advantage of watching him try things and succeed or fail or not, and then I can make decisions about myself based on that. You know, <laughs> um, and I just think I've just a cricket, for instance. Like cricket was never something I would have. I love cricket. 
But as a kid, I was like, this is the most boring game. Because it is. It is a boring game. There's no question. But he made me... Um, he made me play it with him. He made me look at it, and uh, and I love it. And and that's something that I, c- I wouldn't have found my own way there to cricket. I don't no. think ever. I don't think I, the, I would have naturally had the rhythms to enjoy that. But mm. he put me onto that. And when I think about, it, I made a, a joke at his wedding that every role I've ever played has been a variation on him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can see it in in a lot of like like in Upper Middle Bogan or or yeah, um, right. Uh, a moody Christmas or like they're all kind of he's in there somewhere there's always there's lots of different influences but, but he's always in there yeah uh, what's he do what's he what's his job he's a financial planner yeah right weirdly he um, he's very good at it but but he he was always one for languages and he did he got honours in linguistics at uni and uh, he's very, you know, he's very, uh, he's always reading self-help books and and he's into psychology and, and what makes people behave the way they do. And in a sense, it's it's uh, strange that he's in the money game. It's weird that my whole family's kind of in the money game. Like, I know, I mean, I work with one of your, your cousins. Oh, he's not, he's a journo, yeah. He's I, a financial journo. Oh, fuck yeah, he's a yeah, financial yeah. guy now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was, because, yeah. Bruce. Bruce, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce. Junior, because my dad's name is Bruce as oh, well. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. It's a good Australian name. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of like dad and his his dad and a lot of his siblings. He was like the eldest of seven, well eight, but seven ultimately. Um, a lot of journalists. So I come from a long stock of journalists. But everyone suddenly turned to fucking money. Like my mum worked in the bank. My sister did. My brother did. Uh, yeah, it's weird because I I have no understanding or interest in the workings of money. You're doing no activity uh, in America. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Not getting paid, though. Yeah, no, right. that <laughs> oh, by the way, is your brother proud of you? Does he come to your plays? And, or yeah, shows? yeah, he is. He's, yeah. he's really proud, as is the whole family. Like, And does he see himself in those roles, or that's just... I think so. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Good. I wanted to make sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> question six. When was the last time you cried, and why? Um... I, I cry a lot, but I haven't cried for a little while, which is good. Mm. Um, but I cry, I, I cry, I'm pretty easy to make cry. I was looking at a, uh, <laughs> I was thinking about it today because I was remembering this. So so I've been dodging this for months. Yeah. A uh, long time. And I remember it was just a list. It wasn't a podcast. It was like a written thing. Yes, yeah, the, yeah, The yeah, list yeah, of yeah, 10 questions. Yeah. And I remember I was in the middle of writing it, but it was taking like weeks to do. And I had this big cry about something. I was like, that's fucking great. Like in the middle of the crowd, I was like, crap, I can put this in the 10, ten questions thing. Um, but I haven't, unfortunately, I haven't had a cry for a long time. But today I was looking, uh, I was on Instagram and I looked at this uh, <laughs> uh, this uh, video of a cat that had some kind of cerebral palsy or something. It, it, it couldn't, it had, it had no balance, like it was like... And ostensibly, like if you put the right soundtrack behind it, it's very funny. But it was there was a moment where my eyes were getting misty, and as soon as it started, I went, "Oh, this would be good for that," and then it all went away. <laughs> but it's not right to cry over that. The funniest crying on television I've ever seen was you and in, in the Moody Christmas, just post. Uh, you just got a hand job from your, your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And immediately afterwards, just you burst into tears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Straight from life. Yeah. <laughs> um, we improvise that whole scene. That, we didn't expect that scene. Trent's. From Trent's life. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so I, I can't tell you the last time I... 
I can't say the last time I cried. Yeah. Really properly cried. Uh, but, I, but I'm a crier. It'll happen probably in the next <laughs> day artist, or so. Mate, well, yeah. Very porous. Porous warus. Question seven. What is your current state of mind? Pretty good. Pretty content. Because um, you're making the show, you've got focus. Yeah, I, I'm here in, in America. So I've got that focus and we shoot in a month. And there's a lot of things that need to happen between now and then. So, in a sense, I'm, I'm a little bit, there's a constant, there's a, there's a sort of a low-level buzz of anxiety there. And also, you know, what I said before about feeling a sense of happiness a few weeks ago, like that's, you know, once we cast, maybe it'll all go to shit. Who knows? Like, maybe no one will see it. Maybe it'll suck. So, so this is a moment of like, oh, it may work, it may not. Oh, well. You know, there's a little bit of letting go, but also a little, yeah. bit, a little bit of anxiety. Also, I'm away from my family, and I'm very conscious of uh, of being so far away. You know, my my folks are pretty old, and um, my mum's pretty sick. So, uh, not not life threatening or anything like that. Like they've they've got years ahead of them, but it's just, but it's I just do feel the burden of uh, not being near them. Mm. you know being, and, and, and feel quite sort of selfish about that as well it's like mm. who am I to travel 15 hours away from my family from my parents you know and, and they're you know they're just getting older so it's it's yeah so there's a little bit of that I think it's something that we all feel like being over here as well mm. our families we've made the made the jump um, yeah yeah and there's also that yearning of, of back home as well yeah yeah um, question eight, PB. What do you consider your greatest achievement? Um, I don't think I don't. Uh, there's not one that really stands out, to be honest, because I because I don't think I've done anything, and I'm not being phone modest or anything like that. Like I don't feel like I've done anything that's really. A gargantuan achievement, you know, and and also I'm I'm keenly aware that there's nothing that I've achieved that that I've done alone, really. Like I feel like everything I've achieved, or all the successes, or th- things that I've obstacles that I've surmounted or whatever, have been because of, or in spite of, or with other, others. So I don't feel like there's anything I can point to. You know, again, if I had kids, I go there. You go, kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I don't I don't have that and even then I wouldn't have done that alone um, <laughs> but yeah nothing really I mean I, I, a weird thing comes to mind a few years ago I had a um, I had I've had all sorts of health issues since I was a kid I was born with a with a um, a strange condition called triad syndrome or in America it's called it's called Eagle Barrett syndrome or, or in Australia, it's called prune belly syndrome, uh, which is a lovely sounding. Um, it's just, just, it's just, it's just, Chloe, just Chloe Rickard calling. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. um, <laughs> hi, Chloe. <laughs> she won't listen to this. Um, yeah, this, this. So I was born with all sorts of issues. It affected my renal system and stuff, and bladder and kidneys and all sorts of stuff. And so I was in that hospital until I was about ten. Um, and it means management of my health. I'm fine, but but when I was born there was a very there wasn't much there wasn't much hope that i was going to live beyond sort of a few weeks because people at that time i was born in 1976 
didn't uh, didn't survive with that kind of condition. It's a weird condition, and people still don't know what causes it. It's it's like ninety nine percent occurs in males, um, and it affects anything from. For me, it was like all the renal system. Kidneys are okay. In some cases, it affects uh, uh, lungs and stuff. It, it, it's really, it's not a sort of a cause you can get behind because no one really knows what the fuck it is. But, um, but so, so I was sick a lot as a kid and, and now I just basically sort of health management, you know, mm. um, decent diet, don't drink too much, that sort of stuff. But a few years ago, I, um, I, I had a bit of a rough trot and I ended up uh, having to um, self-catheterize, uh, put a catheter. Oh my in, God, that's painful. Mm, yeah, it's not the best. Uh, and you did it yourself. Why, why did you have to do it yourself? Because I had to do it regularly. I had to do it oh you know, a couple my. of times a day for a couple of months. Oh my God. And I didn't know if, uh, if that would be something that I'd have to do for the rest of my life or mm. you know, it was a really kind of full on time. Yeah. Weirdly at that time, we were shooting uh, Elegance, Elegant Gentleman's Guide to Knife Fighting. So there's a bunch of sketches. When I look back at some of those sketches and I go, oh, that's right. There was a catheter strapped to my leg in this, in this scene. Wow. Yeah, it was bonkers. Wow. It was bonkers, yeah. Um, and, and I just remember, I, I just look, looking back at it now, because I, I, I moved past it and I, and, and, I, and I was okay and I didn't have to do it anymore and that sort of stuff. But looking back at it now, I just, I think that's, Kind of a, it kind of blows my mind to think I did that. Like a couple of months of, of having a catheter and inserting it up into my bladder it's every day. It was man. crazy. So, so that's probably. Do you know that the funny thing is that because I've done a lot of these interviews and I've interviewed a lot of people in, in comedy, there does seem to be some sort of trauma associated with, well, especially in a health context, with a lot really? of these people's lives. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I don't, it brings it must bring some sort of kind of must force them to actually take a, a a comedic spin on life. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, something must have happened. Like because I was such a sick kid, mm. uh, and for a long, long time, I it might of course it had an effect. Like I wouldn't be the person I am without it. And it yeah yeah I can see that. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe a sense of the absurd or a sense of yeah, uh, or maybe it's just pure escapism. I don't know. But the second last question, probably my favourite question, who would you want on your side in a battle and why? Yeah. It can be an actual battle or it could be a work battle. Yeah. Um, I think, and it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a cop-out answer, but I feel like um, I don't... I don't um, I have a very hard time being certain about things, like being definite, black and white about things. Um, and I am, you know, equal parts admiration and contempt for people who do. Um, and so I find in, in fights, in, when I'm in a battle, I have many, many street fights, you know, maybe, maybe a dozen <laughs> a or more. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I feel like I'm always a bit divided against myself. I'll, I'll, even if I'm really angry, I, I, it won't be long before I see the other side. Yeah, right. And I kind of fuck myself in that way. Like, yeah. I suppose it's a, it's a nice trait to have, but as a result, I don't really know. I, I can't really maintain a point of view, a strong point of view, for very long. Um, so, so I would love to have myself on my side <laughs> in, in, in a fight because I'm I, I'm rarely I'm rarely there. <laughs> I wonder how I go. Probably quite well. It reminds me of a story that um, I. 
uh, a mate of mine was sleeping on on my couch, and one night um, he was having he had bad dreams, and he'd yell in his sleep. And one night he he, he yelled in his sleep. He said, "You can get fucked." <laughs> and then a moment later, actually, you might have a point. You might have a point. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He wants you on your on his side. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the final Funny. question, Patty, is who would you like your last word? Sorry, what would you like your last words to be? Um, it'll probably be. It doesn't matter because it'll probably be something entirely benign and half a sentence and gar- gobbledygook. Probably something like, you know, son, avenge my death. <laughs> <laughs> some of like that. Thanks so much, mate. Ladies and gentlemen, Patty Bramwell. We have ignition sequence start. Short distance, high impact. Five, four, three, two, all engines running. Ten questions with Adam Zwar. Big names, great minds. Make yourself a cup of tea. Liftoff, we have liftoff.